All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The first selection of the National Hockey League Draft belongs to... The Daily Faceoff Podcast comes to you courtesy of the Nation Network. The first overall pick in the 2015 NHL Draft. Gretzky had it, lost it, Eisenman picks it up. Eisenman moving, blue line, jam, stop! And it's 9 o'clock on a Saturday night as you're lining up for a ginger ale. Way to go, gang. Into the zone, Sakura kicked it out, got it back, near side, Korea. Korea, the fans want one. Daily Face-Off. The Daily Face-Off. The Daily Face-Off podcast with your host, Brock Sagan. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Season 4, Episode 7 of the Daily Face-Off podcast. What an exciting week. First week of the regular season, NHL, underway. But so much to talk about, so many injuries. I'm your host, Brock Sagan. we got Dylan D. Berthium. D, how's it going? Chewing good, Brock. And Michael Buse Bondi, how's it going? It's going great over here. We just did our Thanksgiving thing, so, you know, just turkey stuffed, gravy stuffed. Yeah, so good. I can't lie, I get judged at family dinner. Oh, it's... Gravy I consume. You know what I did yesterday, before we get into the NHL, and I never really... Drank from the boat? Well, I mean, that's a thing every... That's every Christmas, every Thanksgiving. That's a thing that's just (laughs) become a a yearly tradition. But normally at Thanksgiving... the boat again! (laughs) Normally at Thanksgiving, you get, like... Mashed potatoes and gravy, obviously, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, one of my aunts decided to switch things up last, like yesterday. There was still a hefty amount of mashed potatoes, yeah, but she also did cheesy potatoes, which are just party fantastic. potatoes. Party potatoes, if you want to call them. I as party well. with party potatoes. Yeah, they're yeah. they're phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. And I'm kind of shook. That wasn't already. 
Unity. Not, not always. Kids. I mean, sometimes there's party potatoes, but like not always because normally it's just the mash, right? At, at, you know, at Thanksgiving. So anyway, so she did the party potatoes and I put the party potatoes right next to my mashed potatoes and then doused them both in gravy. <laughs> yeah. And party potatoes with gravy. Oh, How yeah. do you weigh like 130 pounds? It was like, like a revelation, dude. Exactly. Yeah. Like a poutine. Oh, yeah. That's what I was saying. So like I was sitting there eating. I'm like, okay, like I think... I thought I loved mashed potatoes, potatoes fries, and cheese gravy. and gravy, by the way, for Americans. Yeah. yeah <laughs> but it was break. it was phenomenal. I mean, so if, I didn't know if you guys had ever tried it. No. But it is. I have tried party potatoes. Yes. Yeah. But now times. you got to do the party potatoes with the gravy on top. It's next level stuff. It is <laughs> phenomenal. <laughs> All right. Well, no. Change the world. That's exactly what I said yesterday, though. It's like a poutine. No, it was crazy. Yeah. But yeah, now I'm hungry. Go home and have some leftovers. Yeah. I'm sure there's lots. But so many injuries to talk about to start the so NHL season. Guys. Like, it's crazy. Like, I mean, you see injuries at the start of the year. You know, guys coming out of camp, not 100% ready to go usually. But you don't always see a so lot of... tweaked hamstrings. Yeah, you don't always see a lot of these big name guys going down with injuries. Um, so what we're going to do here for the first little bit of the show is I'm going to run through all the injury updates and the players that are going to be kind of taking over the spots of the regular starters and then Biebs and D are going to let us know if they think that they are fantasy relevant or not. Give her a little two cents. So we're going to start with the most recent injuries and work to some of the ones that happened before, well, like earlier, but after our last episode that we haven't really got a chance to talk about yet. So we're going to start in Florida. Roberto Luongo will be out two to four weeks with a grade one MCL sprain. James Reimer, who is 40% owned in Yahoo Leagues, uh, will take over as the number one in Florida with Michael Hutchinson. Uh, formerly of the Winnipeg Jets coming up to be his backup. So uh, what do you guys think? Um, D, we'll start with you, I guess, because you were pretty high on the Panthers coming into the year. Uh, you, you know, you're a big fan of the Wongo. You're a fan of Reimer as well. Yep. From his days in Toronto, what do you think about Reimer taking over in uh, in Florida? Do you, know, do you view him now as more of like a number two fantasy option at this point? Yeah, I think he's definitely a must-own. Um, and as long as he's a starting goalie for the Panthers, he should be a starting fantasy netminder as well. You can... Probably play him uh, regardless of matchup or close to it. Maybe you don't want to play him on the road in Tampa Bay or Boston, something like that. Um, but, you know, Reimer's done really well since he's been in Florida. He's got a 40, 30, and 11 record and a 916 save percentage. That's solid for a backup. It's fringe starter numbers. It's why he kind of has been that 1B in Florida for the last few seasons. Um, and, you know, this isn't any surprise. I, I talked about Luongo as maybe one of my sleeper goalies this year because his durability issues falling off the board, but you yeah. really do want to have Reimer there to handcuff him, and then, sure. of course, it happens right away right at the start <laughs> of the season. Uh, oh, it's so bad, too. Just the injury itself is just so not his fault, just the player falling back yeah. on his leg. You're like, <sighs> he, this guy just can't seem to stay healthy at this oh, point. Yeah, just, I mean, he's older, but, Poor guy, yeah. Well, yeah, but, but his social media game takes a huge step up when he has injuries. <laughs> yeah, and the Panthers old, yeah. know he's got durability issues at this point mm-hmm. in his career, right? That's why, why they Reimer's went out. That's why Reimer's there. That's why they went out and got Hutchinson. Big Mike, yeah. A little extra insurance this offseason. Uh, but yeah, Reimer started 42 games last year for the Panthers. He was solid. He wasn't great, but he was solid. Uh, and he should, you know, he won't kill your save percentage. He won't kill your goals against average. And he should get you a decent amount of wins so long as he's the starter. Um, so yeah, I think he's should be picked up in all leagues right now and triple C his own percentage skyrocket up into the 60-70% range yeah. uh, so long as you know the one goes out yeah I think people are kind of getting used to picking James Reimer up <laughs> off the way mm-hmm. wire as a starter now and just fighting over him um Actually, I felt pretty terrible. A guy in our league dropped him that morning. Thinking, yeah. you know, long, long but it's actually so legit now because now he's on waivers, exactly, right? Yeah. <laughs> he kind of so should be on waivers. It's, it, it's yeah. supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. second he hit those waivers in our league, 
Longo knew got that injury. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, D said it all. James Reimer's been he's been steady when he has had to start in the last couple of years. Last year's twenty two game winner, um, nine thirteen save percentage. I'll take that as my third goalie. And for someone who owns Cam Talbot and Jake Allen in a league, I would love to have someone like Reimer kind of potentially yeah. step in and help out a little bit, get some wins. I like it's, him. It's funny because people who have owned Luongo in the last couple of years, like either because he's got hurt, either they either completely stay away from Luongo the next year or they know that they should probably grab Reimer. So yeah, you learn. people are, are listeners because yeah. we talked about that. Yeah, I think Luongo, I mean, we talked about it before the year, but I believe what we said was Luongo makes a strong number three goalie, but if you have him as your number two, you pretty much have to go and get Reimer um, because that's kind of how it works. Yeah, decide to prove it two games then. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. And you know what? Florida looked really good. I mean, they've only played one game so far, but they outshot Five Taylor. forwards on the power play. Can yeah. we talk about that? Unreal, yeah. Bob Bugner changing the game? It was awesome. I played all five of them in DraftKings that night, and they had like six power plays, and they just couldn't score. Yeah. But they had like 47 shots on Vasilevsky just still his head. Yeah. yeah. Dominated the lightning, which was great. But um, next, uh, next injury we got, James Van Riemsdyk will be out five to six weeks with a lower body injury. Trevor's uh, brother. He took, uh, <laughs> took a puck off the knee, I think, right? Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't watching. An errant puck. An errant puck off the a clearing team. attempt. I'm not sure if it was his own player or not. But uh, Jordan Wheel will no, step in for him on the third line and uh, believed to be the second power play unit. Uh, and Oscar Lindblom, who kind of moved up into the second line and took JBR's projected spot um, at the start of the season, he'll probably have a firm hold on the second line left wing spot. Uh, he's the the, he's season. actually the one that hopped onto the power play unit in JBR's spot too. Right. That's what they say. Yeah. Um, the one thing too is that Konechny moved down to that second line. Yep. Voracek went up to the top line. Yeah. There is a chance because um, Konechny can play left and right side. There's a chance that this could be where Konechny moves over to the left, perhaps, and Wayne Simmons moves back up to play with Nolan Patrick. Something that could happen as well. For sure. Uh, but let's talk about Lynn Blom. He's a guy who's got pretty solid AHL numbers. Uh, you know, he's a scorer at lower levels. Are you guys looking at him in deeper leagues or just kind of a wait and see approach right now? For me, I'm not. I'm kind of staying away from Lynn Blom. He hasn't really proven it. And you say, you say good numbers in the AHL, they're kind of decent, 34 and 54. Mm-hmm. Um, I want a guy who's getting, you know, close to a point per game in the AHL. There should be better options more, out there. Exactly. The he seems season. more a role player. Six points in 23 games last year. So, you know, he's kind of been around, but it's just not quite, you know, he's not, he's only 22, so he's not quite a top six yet. All I wrote about this really is I wouldn't pick up anyone filling in, but it does really hurt Konechny's Connect Me, value, mm-hmm. it seems, for the time being. Unless um, he goes back to that top Exactly. Point. but So that's what I was going to say. Kind of hold on to him for now. Don't panic if he has a couple games where he doesn't put up points because he might fall right back in there and then he could be good. Um, helps Voracek out, though. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Potentially helps Simmons, as you said, if he stands up. And Drew, he gets value for, yeah. that, for that matter, too. Um, yeah, no, I'm with Beams. Uh, but to that point, I think Limbaugh has shown to have some offensive upside. He's still just 22 years old. Um, great flow. Great flow. But I, I would not really be going after him at this point. I, obviously, it depends how deep your league is, but I, I think he's worth keeping an eye on. Yeah. Uh, kind of seeing how he does with the upgraded role in the first few days. Um, but yeah, I think just as far as that team goes, he's still like fifth, sixth in line for power play time. The, just opportunities in general up front. One thing, too, is like this could be a guy, even we talk about it in a few months, having fantasy value. But at the start of the year, like in the first week of the season, there's so, so many guys yeah. that like veterans that just like kind of go undrafted because everybody's picking up their sleepers. Yeah. But then those sleepers don't always work out. And then so like later in the year, the free agency really starts to get muddied. Yeah. Right now, there's still a lot of bigger names ahead of Oscar Lindwall. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I just think there's a lot more proven guys out there who are seeing you exactly. know, bigger roles at this point For in the sure. season. 
Uh, this one, not really fantasy relevant, but a big injury for the Blue Jackets. Uh, Brandon Dubinsky has been placed in IR. We'll Dude, who's going to play against Sid? <laughs> we'll miss four to six weeks with a strained oblique muscle. Uh, Lucas Sedlak will replace him in the lineup, uh, but it will be oh, Riley Nash oh. who will move up to the third line. Neither guy really Riley has Nash. any fantasy Sid relevance. Um, Joe <laughs> Thornton was placed on IR with an infection in his knee. Uh, all in all, pretty good news for the Sharks. And no Loses structural the damage. Yeah, this Luke, happened. Exactly. What do you learn? That's what happened. You get infections from shaving yeah. in your knee. And it goes right down. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. It was actually confusing because he had the major surgery back in January, but they didn't really – they said it came as a result of a procedure with something that was wrong with his MCL and ACL. Uh, but they didn't really clarify whether Sheesh. that they were referring to the surgery back in January or if there was a more recent procedure done closer to the start of the year. It seems weird that he would have an infection this much later, but yeah. what do I really know? No, I'm not a doctor. Dr. D. Not even close. <laughs> he uh, – so he's on <laughs> antibiotics. He had some swelling in his knee. Doesn't sound like he's going to be out too, too long. Hope he's back soon and help. Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, but, but they don't know, really, right? No, no it. idea. Uh, but in the meantime, Joe Pavelski moves back to center. Melker Carlson moved up to the top line today. Gross. Uh, but I think in the long run, say Thornton misses a couple weeks, I think there's a very strong chance we see Evander Kane reunited with yeah. Joe Pavelski because they were so dominant last year. So if anybody that becomes a little bit more fantasy, has a little bit more fantasy value as a result of this Joe Thornton injury. It could be Kane, maybe not tomorrow, uh, but in a, in a week, depending on how long. Yeah, I mean... Pavelski as well, too. He played yeah. really well with Kane. Carlson, uh, for whatever reason, was like a common placeholder, I guess, on that top line He's last not, year. He's not no, he never really saw yeah. an extended amount of time, but any time like Pavelski or Meyer or Thornton, one of those guys missed a few games uh, at a time, Carlson would kind of move up the lineup just to kind of fill in in the meantime. So I don't think they really see it as a long-term solution. So I, I do I do agree where I think if Big Joe, Jumbo Joe, is to miss more time, yeah. um, Jumbo. then, you know, Carlson would move back down the lineup. He had just 19 points in 71 games last year. Really not a whole lot. Not a first-line right winger. No, no, not a guy you want playing with Joe Pavelski. Not the ideal line. choice. But yeah. he hustles, apparently, for whatever that's worth. Yeah. And then he has the Carlson yeah. name, so you gotta you got to gotta be worth something. Uh, who could have known, eh? Guy yeah. in the NHL hustles. Exactly. Right? Crazy. Uh, stick it out in the Pacific Division. Jonathan Quick uh, was placed on IR with a lower body injury. Not an ideal start to the year for him. Uh, Jack Campbell, who's currently 31% owned in uh, Yahoo Leagues, started in his place on Sunday. Uh, played very well, actually, against the Red Wings. Uh, not the best team in the NHL, for sure. Uh, but led the Kings to a 4-2 win. Um, Peter Budai was recalled to be the backup. We saw Budai put up ridiculous numbers a couple years ago, or was it last year? I can't remember. Last year. Yeah. For no reason. Seven shoutouts last but, year. Stupid. So, Campbell played well in his first appearance. Campbell seems to be the guy who's going to get the first crack at these starts. Didn't he almost get cut off the AHL team last year? Who, Campbell? Yeah. No. That happened at one point. But, yeah. And Budai was waves at the start of this year. Yeah. And then he like came back around so and ended up starting. Show, yeah. yeah he, that was, like, it was like earlier in the season. He was like getting healthy in the A. Attitude check, Jack. A lot of guys, though, <laughs> a lot of teams, I should say... If your starter goes down and you bring in an inexperienced backup to be now your starter, you'd be a little bit worried about picking this guy up in fantasy. But the way the Kings play yeah. and really limit Seems the like high-quality scoring... Exactly. Yeah. So does Jack Campbell suddenly become a guy who could be relied upon potentially as a number two fantasy guy? Would you rather have Jack Campbell... Or James Reimer at this point. Reimer for sure because yeah. he's more proven. Right. But I think if you're really hurting for goalies and you can't get Reimer, I think you can add Campbell and definitely just kind of see how it plays out the next week or so. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're really hurting for starts, you can play him. Like you said, the Kings are a strong team. He might not put up the best peripherals, say percentage goals against, but he's probably going to get a handful of wins anyway for as long as he's playing. 
Um, but yeah, obviously he, he could just blow up as well. So one thing that a, does scare me is they showed that faith in Budai last year, so they might kinda yeah. say he does start to struggle. I could definitely see them going back to him. We mentioned Budai just ridiculous year last year, twenty seven wins, nine seventeen save percentage. Uh, not amazing, but as we talked about with Reimer. Yeah, well percent. when you think about it, there's really no reason not to go to Budai yeah. here, other than the fact that they might think Campbell actually has some Uncovered potential still at 26. That's the time I know. Former Martin first Jones rounder, though, right? Yeah, was like he? 11th yeah. overall. Yeah, it carries a lot of weight, especially as a goalie. World junior, um, two time. Goalie. So, I don't know. They probably still see something a little bit more in One Campbell. Time. Uh, and I think he played well last year, right? He made, yeah, I think he only made like five starts. So, yeah, he only made games, five starts, but he can't believe well. it. No, nope. so but like I said, he was doing terrible in the AHL, like couldn't even hold the job. So, it's kind of crazy how quick it's flipped for him. Tendies, yeah, it doesn't sound Either like quick's gonna be out super super long. Either that's I mean it'll be quick. The, the, it could be quick. There's no official update on him yet, but it doesn't sound say? like it's overly serious. <laughs> um, same division again. Ryan Getzlaff left Saturday's game with lower body injury. Did not take part in Monday's morning skate. Right. There's no word on what he's dealing with as of now. Bad case of the Mondays. I yeah, think. apparently. <laughs> We won't be able to. There's no update whether or not he will play against the Red Wings on Monday. It doesn't look like he's going to. Uh, Isaac Lundstrom is going to make his NHL debut. Uh, Did you Google that one before on the translator? Is that even Uh, a name? No, that one was good. I think I just nailed it. He was in this year's draft. Um, But so, yeah, the real thing here with Getzlaff being hurt is now this leaves him with no Getzlaff, no Perry, no no Andre Cass, no Ryan Kessler. No Patrick Eves. That's five. They seem really heavy up the middle still. Five members of your top nine just not in the line. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. Pick up Henry in the meantime. Yeah, so, yeah. 40 minutes of ice a night, right? Yeah. So, so Henry, not yeah. That immediately. for centers right now. But, yeah. but if you want 40 minutes. It immediately moves Henry to the top line. Yeah. And the third line. Sam Steele moves well. up. Okay. Okay. Maxime Comtois, he's going to snap see first line minutes with Henry Silverberg yeah. as well. Uh, Help oh, Silverberg. But it doesn't, there's no real update. I mean, he could end up playing tonight for all we know. It, it, we can't really talk too much about the sketch stuff injuries. We don't know what's wrong yet. Just rest him at the wings. <laughs> I would too, on a back to back. But uh, going back to, we have Andre Cass. He's out indefinitely with concussion. Like I mentioned, Maxime Comtois is playing on the Ducks' top six with Cash out. Uh, two goals in his first two NHL games. Any interest here in deep leagues? Uh, I mean, he pr- his proven score in, in junior put up 44 and 54 last year with mm-hmm. uh, Victoriaville in the queue. Um, and that's with 85 points in total. So um, those numbers, usually it's tough, tough to depict. But if a guy Especially does have that, if you have an ability like 44 and 54, that's Anthony Manta almost status. But he was a little bit better. Uh, but yeah, I do. Uh, I like the position he's in. Um, and it looks like they're going to give him give him all the range well especially now like where there's yeah definitely gonna give it exactly he's worth keeping an eye on um i love how mantha's the gold standard yeah he's like (laughs) the q the q god yeah no no, i agree though i I think anytime you see someone who kind of produce well at lower levels come up and get a decent start it's definitely worth a flyer in deeper leagues dynasty leagues keeper leagues uh and even standard leagues it's worth keeping an eye on i don't think it's worth making a move for him just yet no um Unless Great you have, like, name, the worst though. roster known to man. But yeah. yeah. Come the worst roster known to man. <laughs> yeah, possibly right now. Travis Hamannick, again, this is another situation where it's not totally fancy relevant, but it's a big loss for the Flames. Broke his face. Hamannick is weak to weak yeah. with some facial fractures after getting face punched. Don't fight. By Eric Branson. Hey, but the young guy got hit, so he had to 
You Dylan drop. Dubé? You gotta drop him. Yep. I stick up for the, the kids. It's the rule. It's right there in the rules. They have to. It's hockey. Yeah. Dubé said he really appreciated it, so I'm sure Hamannick's fine with the decision. Yeah, probably bought him a beer after the game. <laughs> Here, thanks, thanks for putting Worth your face it. out in front of that guy's fist for me, buddy. Real quick, just shout out to Hamannick because he returned to that game with yeah. a face shield and finished it yeah. with a broken face. Probably wanted to g- come in the next game, but they're Good like, on hey, Canadian, man, boy. take some time yeah. off. Uh, Rasmus Anderson and Dalton Proud will help fill out that spot. Windsor Larry. Weeks. Dalton uh, Proud. So. Not, uh, yeah. Yeah. he's from Chatham, I believe. Yeah. Oh, I'll I, take it. I believe he's, yes. regardless. Yeah. Moving no, on here, right. Jesper Bratt will miss two to three weeks with a fractured jaw. <laughs> Stefan Nosen will move uh, to the Devils' second line. He scored a goal on three shots in this Devils' season debut in Sweden against the Oilers. Not really fancy relevant uh, right now. Uh, moving on quickly here. Alex Tuck is week to week with a lower body injury. Oscar Lindbergh filling that spot in the Golden Knights third line. Uh, the only real person that benefits from this at this point is Eric Howla. He just has a... Holla. <laughs> there's no no way he's going to lose his second line job to Oscar Lindbergh or Ryan Carpenter at this yeah. point. No. Yeah. Uh, the Blackhawks are not expecting Corey Crawford, who's still working his way back from vertigo or concussion-like sim- symptoms. They don't even know. They're so. not expecting him back before so. October 18th, so we're looking at him being out for another... Uh, Where did that date week. come from? Yeah, how it, do they... It I don't feels know. like they're just all over the No, place they, they basically said he's going to be out for the first couple weeks of the season, and they were like basically saying he's not going to be back before that date. He could be back on the 19th. They're just not expecting them back. I feel like back. it's so up in the air that like the 19th's going to hit. We're going to be like, hey, guys, what's up with Crawford? Yeah, we're kind of waiting here. They're the Blackhawks like, oh, have looked half decent have this no year. Um, except for their goaltending. Yeah. So if Crawford can't get back. So that's what I was going to say. Cam Ward is taking over as their starter from now. Um, just he, awful. He has a 463 goals against average and an 843 save percentage so far. He looked absolutely terrible last night. He did start on a back-to-back, but he didn't look good the night Why before. Why do you start either. Cam Ward on a back He looked just as you would expect Cam Ward to look Why would you trade Artemi Panarin? I mean, obviously you get Brandon Sad, but they got Anton Forsberg in, who's like a, was supposed to be a pretty quality young goalie. Yeah. And then you still have him on the roster yeah. while Crawford's out, yeah. but you start Cam Ward on a yeah. back-to-back because what he allowed four goals the night before, but because, one in overtime. Yeah, he's he well, went Joel, overtime, but he allowed four goals. I believe Quenville's reasoning was he doesn't like to change a winning lineup. So basically what I just said. <laughs> so I guess if the goalie ever wins the first night of the back-to-back, he's playing the next night. Yeah. Unbelievable. Just ignoring years Another of data that show how terrible goalies are playing six. two nights in a row. Speaking of terrible goalies, six. Scott Darling will miss a couple of weeks with oh. a lower body injury. The, oh, the Hurricanes Lord, picked Scott. up Curtis McElhaney off of waivers to pair him with Peter Mrazek. Uh, Hell of a pair. <laughs> Mrazek has not looked sharp so far. Top one. McElhaney did win his first start, but it came against the Blue Jackets, his old team. So maybe there's some narrative there that plays into it. Probably not. I don't Anyways, know. he played well for the Leafs last year on like the worst defensive team in hockey. Hmm? Hurricanes are relative pretty- to their offense, maybe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so McElhaney could see some time while Darling is out. Uh, we have some Twitter questions later in the show. One of them. Uh, pertains to Darling, so we won't dive into that too much. I will get to that later. The more we can avoid talking about Scott Darling, the better, as far as I'm concerned. We don't need it in two seconds. (laughs) Mike Green was placed on IR with a virus that is apparently attacking his liver. No! I I thought that was just booze, uh, but no, it sounds like a... Just, just I got that same virus. virus. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> the Red Wings blue line is extremely banged up right now. They're without Cronwall. They're without Erickson. They're without Green. They're without Daly tonight. And even when all those guys are healthy, they're without yeah, a quality they're defenseman. They're pretty terrible. <laughs> the worst, yeah. they're, they're the worst blue line in the NHL with those guys <laughs> in the lineup. Yeah. Uh, so right now they're rolling with uh, three rookies and Joe Hicketts. 
Dennis Chalowski <laughs> has been the biggest Chalowski. benefactor for them, playing over 22 minutes per night, uh, collecting a goal and two assists in the first two games. I think he's a guy uh, people should Keep be keeping an eye on. Yeah. Uh, former 20th overall pick a couple years ago. Someone saw something. Chalowski. And he had a really good year last year, so... Uh, you know, while everybody's hurt, he's playing top power play minutes. He is playing top pair minutes. So, I mean, somebody's got to do something out there. He looks good so far. Tory Krug will miss at least a couple uh, more weeks with a left ankle injury. Uh, Matt Grislick has been playing on the Bruins' top power play unit. Can we talk about that? What is up with yeah, that? Yeah, why? But hasn't done much with uh, with the time anyways. Hasn't done a Grizzlick of anything. No. <laughs> But uh, I don't get it. You got McAvoy and you got Chara, who aren't like the best power play defensive. But but Chara can just sit there. And just I know. On the, on you at least blocks. have to respect his shot, right? Like you have to put a guy in front of Chara. You can't just let him openly wind up and rip bombs the entire. And like power realistically, play. if you're just a, a human with a brain, you're not yeah. even going to be the yeah. the guy that wants to stand. Yeah, in front I don't of that care. Shot. So he's getting shots I don't through. Sixty year old yeah. Chara. Team. I mean, I, I get that. You know, his his skill set has declined in recent years. Um, still, but even McAvoy is still more. The one thing that has not declined is Chara's just absolute. Even if he does. Take 10 miles per hour off that. It's still terrifying. <laughs> yeah, so, so true. true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, two more injuries to get to before we go to the Blue Stones and then talk about some waiver wires and Twitter questions. Uh, we got Seth Jones will miss three to five more weeks with Seth a second Jones. degree MCL sprain. Uh, since Jones has been out, which obviously is just, I think, two games for the Blue Jackets, Wawenski uh, is averaging nearly 27 minutes per game. But also, uh, both Ryan Murray and David Savard are playing over 22 minutes. I think Ryan Murray's a guy you can look at in deeper leagues, uh, you only get punt him so many kings in the meantime. Yeah, you sure. only get so many Super healthy cheap. games out of Ryan Murray. He's playing on their second power play unit. He, he does. He, can. he is a uh, pretty it's offensive like a, guy. It's like a much worse Chris Letang. Yes, um, and then Corey much. Perry will miss five hard. months uh, after undergoing surgery to repair meniscus and MCL injuries in his right knee. Corey yeah, Terry has taken over on the Ducks top line with he, Perry out. Do you think uh, they put him in because it rhymed? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Perry's out, Terry's in. Love it, boys. Even Troy and Corey, right? Yeah. That's pretty close. Yeah. Troy Terry's still searching for his first point of the season, but Stop. now he's not really as useful as he was if Getzlaff isn't in the lineup either. So, you guys have anything else to add on any of these injuries? Any guys that you're targeting? Dalton Prouts from LaSalle, so he is wins or whatever. Oh, see, so yeah, I thought it was Chatham. So. Go get Ricard Raquel in your league if you can, because he's probably going to end up with 300 shots at this point. Yeah, because yeah. no one else can. And then Henrique's going to have 40 minutes of ice a game. So Yeah, yeah I actually do think Henrique's worth picking up. It's yeah, just, no, yeah. like, maybe he plays at a 60-point pace while those guys are out, and is that really worth having, considering he's only a lone center eligibility? Gotta yeah. love a guy who gets PP one minutes. I, mean, I don't know. For now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, but just straight center's tough. Sucks, yeah. yeah. Anyways, enjoy the Blue Stones. We'll see you guys back here in 60 seconds. We'll talk about some waiver wire pickups, get to some Twitter questions, and we'll uh, have you on your way. So, enjoy Blue Stones. See you back here in a few. It's not I don't got much. So blow a kiss and wrap me up in darkness Make it quick before the feeling sticks and holds I can't see no other way to complain So pick up your bags and we can start something new again Not
Welcome back to Season 4, Episode 7 of the DFO Podcast. We're going into early waiver wire targets. There's a lot of injuries in the NHL, but not a lot that are going to produce worthwhile fantasy pickups at this yeah. point. But, produce but there's some guys out there. Open roster spots. Yeah, that's true. For these waiver wire yeah, pickups. Exactly. So these guys are guys that lit it up in the first week of the season that are very low-owned still. We're going to break down from a fundamental standpoint and... Beebs, we'll start with you. Who's tops on your waiver wire pickup list? For me, it was a glaringly obvious pick on the back end, um, and I normally don't like to look at defense, but I got Thomas Chabot um, out in Ottawa. Chabot, Chabot! Yeah. Um, if you don't know the name, probably start learning it. He's, um, he's Figure it out. looking like Eric Carlson round two. I'm just kidding. Um, total overreaction. We're three games in. But he's got five points in those three games, two goals, three assists. He's averaging... I believe 21 minutes of ice time right now. Sorry. Uh, I was like the other day when John Shannon started comparing Elias Pettersson to Wayne Gretzky <laughs> after his first game. I was on Twitter. Which, just, this is outrageous. I was just like, oh, oh my God. he felt God. the second game then when he lit it up again. Yeah. Oh, no, he's better than Wayne Gretzky. That's what he said. Oh, yeah. no. Easy. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I love how he's like saying how he's got a better shot than Wayne and Wade played with like 50-pound one-piece wooden sticks. So like, it's that like impressive that someone has a better the shot? The best part was just like, guy, you know what, like I'm not like going to compare the two, but like he does have a better <laughs> shot than Wayne. But I don't want to compare, but Wayne Gretzky, Wayne Gretzky, and Pedersen and Gretzky, I'm like, you're comparing him, you idiot. Oh, he's Why the worst. Gretzky I don't want to compare them. Why is Gretzky ever the comparison? Yeah, <laughs> no one should ever even talk about Gretzky. It's just there's a world of his own. Let him be. Him and Connor McDavid. John Shane is the worst, though. Can we all agree on the DFO podcast? I don't want to attack a man. You know, I heard I he do. wants to come on. And I hate that. I'll, let you I'll never have him on the show. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, Thomas Jabot um, never plays for Ottawa, so John Shannon <laughs> won't be covering him. But um, he's so, averaging 21 minutes of ice. Uh, 21 minutes of ice right now, but they're they're pretty offensive minutes for what he is. First line power play. Mm-hmm. Um, I always love anyone who's on a first line power play. Mm-hmm. And um, if any of you guys are Canadian, you probably watched him play the Leafs the other night. And sorry, D, but he absolutely torched them, and he looked took him. Took, he looked uh, unbelievable. Took Travis Dermott for a while. Yeah, did he get his autograph after the game? You think? Because so. probably when he hopefully at least got his jaw shut. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> he must he must ask for something. But yeah, um, yeah. yeah, he's D1 in Ottawa, which I love D1 anywhere, especially if this is a guy who you can pick up to be your third or fourth D-man. Oh, yeah. Um, he's in a perfect position, and he looks he just looks so advanced beyond his years. Um, I, I've kind of – we've all kind of watched him in junior, played for the world junior team in Canada, absolutely ate up minutes. I think played he was eating like 30 a night. It yeah. was basically just him and McAvoy going head-to-head like, holy crap, who's the better D-man? And – you know, they're both turning into pretty nice yeah. options. Um, yeah. He played for, uh, I can't remember who it was called there, but they were in the World or the Memorial Cup in Windsor there. Yeah. St. John Sea Dogs, that's who it was. St. Yep. John Sea Dogs in Windsor. Yes. We got to see him live, and he was just a stud in the Memorial Cup. After Memphis 45 Cup. points in 34 games that yeah. year. So Ridiculous. good. Um, yeah, so proven point getter um, in every league that he's played in. Even the AHL, he had seven points in 13 yeah. games. We always talk about how there's th- these teams that are going to be brutal, like the Senators. Yeah, you know, somebody's got to score. And I, as soon as that Carlson trade happened, I bumped up Shabbat's numbers across the board. He's a guy that can, you know, he can score double-digit goals this year with 30 assists on a bad team. He could get 50. Like, he, he is a very talented offensive weapon. And, I mean, he's still very young. This might not be his true breakout season exactly. yet. But he could still be a be guy a that could be, beast. you know, because 10 goals and 30 assists isn't out of this world. Take that but back. it's, it, exactly. As a bottom of your roster guy, if you can add him right now, that's lights out. Yeah. And then, you know, maybe 
Next gonna crush year. your plus minus. I'm sorry. It's yes. gonna happen. It's, oh, it's he for was sure plus four against the Leafs, so that was extremely impressive. Not to say you know they're not necessarily the most defensive team, as no. we mentioned, but no. at the same time, plus four in a game where you know you're, you're playing the Toronto Maple Leafs, who do score a lot of goals. That's uh, I holds well. I know it's not anything to look into after just two games, but I just find it so hilarious that his Corsi four is forty one, but his relative Corsi is still a positive five and a half. <laughs> that's yeah. how bad the centers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, like the Leafs dominated. Yeah, that's all I was gonna, it's two game samples. That's all I was gonna add uh, is that I, yeah, he's obviously gonna be a rough plus minus by the end of the year. Yeah, uh, does well on the power play or should do well on the power play, but again, not the strongest unit. Uh, and doesn't kill penalties either. So, uh, yeah, just a recipe for a terrible plus-minus on yeah, a team right. like Ottawa. Not any fault of his own. Um, but, yeah, I, I think as long as you can withstand that hit and stand your leagues, he's definitely worth the addition yeah. at this point. The one thing I like to do specifically, especially at the start of the season when we're talking about these early season wave wire pickups, is we talk about so many of these, you know, number three, number four defensemen preseason – but now that we've seen like what's going on here early Who's in the getting year, minutes where well I I always just like to compare like so like right now would you take um, Thomas Shabbat over say Brandon Montour yes D um that's a tough one it's tough too because I picked Shabbat for my waiver and D picked I think Montour no I didn't but oh, okay I oh was a sleeper oh yeah, yeah I might have I was yeah, like, yeah this yeah. is really that's a whole yeah. Matter. No, I like Montour a lot just because I think he's well. He's proven to be productive even in kind of a limited role, uh, and I just think he really has. Potential. He could be their first line center. If they <laughs> yeah, no going the way they're going. Yeah, but yeah, true. I just they think you want to bring him up. Yeah, he's probably end up on the first unit now. They'll probably run two defensemen based with all the injuries they have, mm-hmm. um, and I think he could end up playing 23, 24 minutes a night, play a similar role to Chabot on what should be a better team once they get healthy. Um, so I might lean Montour, but in the short term, I think Chabot for sure. Here's a here's a pretty good comparison. Uh, would you rather have Shabbat or Will Butcher? Shabbat. Shabbat. Goals. Would you rather and have... ice time. Butcher yeah. plays like 60 minutes. Would you rather have Shabbat or Nick Letty? Shabbat. Nick Letty. Oh, Nick Letty, yeah. They got the same downfalls yeah. and Letty's more proven. And Letty's done it, yeah. Yeah, I think if Shabbat has a good year, he does what Letty did the last couple of years, you know? Shabbat keeps his pace. He's getting a buck 20 points. <laughs> Letty's still <laughs> the top power play unit, but man, they've been playing Ryan Pulak in uh, yeah, and he, look, he looks crazy. Yeah. Pulak looks great. He though. does look yeah. good. Yeah, does look good. But the uh, power play's still been good, like surprisingly. Well, they got a lot of good weapons. Like that top power play's got some weapons. I mean, uh, Anders Lee's one of the best net front guys that there is. Yeah. And I mean, you still got Bailey. You still got. I might as well just go right now because okay. I got Josh Bailey. Oh, uh, nice. that's my first waiver. Thirty-one percent alert in Yahoo. He is a Windsor alert. Played for the Windsor Spitfires. Uh, Bailey had a career year last season. Dropped eighteen goals and fifty-three assists. Oh. Uh, and I was just talking about this at the break, but it's crazy to me that he's only 31% owned. You would have never wow. seen that in years so prior. Sad. A guy's coming off a year that big. Uh, but obviously everyone was on the ball, kind of expecting some sort of letdown this year with Tavares leaving. Uh, we were in the same boat. I think we still would have said before the year that he was rosterable for sure. I mean, 71 points, that says something about Bailey in his own right, uh, regardless of who he's playing with. But... Uh, I think the big part of that for me was that it didn't seem like Bailey would be even playing with Barzell on the top line, given the success that Barzell and Everly had together last season. I think that's the whole. That was the whole reason. Yeah, like, but you know, uh, just for whatever reason, the way it's played out, Everly has played the first few games of the season, or sorry, Bailey has played the first few games of the season on the top line with Barzell and Beauvillier, uh, and instead Everly was the one who's dropped down to play with Brock Nelson and Andres Lee. Um, so yeah, a bit of a curveball considering that Lee and Bailey played together all last year. Obviously with Tavares and not uh, Brock Nelson. Um, 
whereas Bovillier and Everly were with Barzell for most yeah. of the season. Uh, so yeah, curveball there, but Bailey's done well so far to start the year on that line. He's got a goal and three assists uh, in the first four games of the season. 31 power play points last year, and that's where we were expecting the production to kind of drop off. Like I said, I don't think we were expecting the Islanders' power play to be as strong as it was with Tavares gone. Um, you know, rightfully so. Uh, but he is on that top unit again this year, and they're looking just as strong. They're three for 11 already on chances this year. So I just think there's a lot going right for Bailey early on. He's averaged over 17 minutes a night going through the first. I think it's just three games they played. Yeah, three yeah. games. So should played con- one this morning. Yeah. yeah. So it should continue to be a major part of the Islander offense moving forward. Uh, I still think another 70 point season is a stretch. But if he plays the full year with Barzell, he's certainly capable of putting up six points. Assist heavy, not a lot of goals. Uh, but in certain leagues, assists can be just as valuable as goals. Uh, and he plays right wing, which is a pretty thin position in fantasy hockey. So at the very least, he's rosterable and should be owned a lot more than just 31% of leagues. Look for that to climb in the next coming weeks or so. Yeah, his 71 points, you said it was? Yeah. Uh, his 71 points in 14-15 would have been 15th best in the league. Yeah. So, that, I mean, that was down year. That was the year that Jamie Benn put up his 87 points and the numbers were down. But still... If you were drafting after that year, that would still be the 15th best point getter. Um, and he's not on teams, which is just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Islanders are not going to be as bad as everyone thinks. I think you said it. Um, they're they're going to score. They lost John. For sure. They're going to score. Yeah, they still have. That top six like that you yeah. name is still going to be. It's solid. And it it's seems not, like they're back. Again, it depends on how good Barzell is this year, but he looks really solid. Yeah. Uh, and I like Brock Nelson. Brock, I know you had a hard time playing the DraftKings and watching him today. It was a frustrating game for him. Ripped one off the crossbar. Missed, missed an open net. Yeah. yeah, missed the empty netter. Uh, but he's a good player. He's a good two-way player. Snake he can play in all situations. He's at 99 career. Yeah, goals, it's just so. the depth obviously gets thinned out. But if uh, Cody Sezekis, Cody, Cody Matt Martin, Casey's and uh, Casey Zizekis. They crushed it together. Is Cody Sezekis yeah. a guy? It's like not a person. Yeah, I think he might have been a brother, brother who Come came on, through the system. I'm saying it. I'm, anyway. We'll go with it. I think there's a reason I think that. Anyway. I'm, I'm Googling. But yeah, the three of them. Clark, like, the guys had two goals today, so I guess if that fourth line keeps putting <laughs> If up, you Google Cody Sezekis, yeah, it immediately just doesn't even say, did you mean Casey Sezekis? <laughs> it just, just says, you right, meant Casey. Yeah, yeah. No, just, it's Google's listening to it. Yeah. No, but I agree. Like The Islanders have looked solid so far, and that top six is dirty. I still think their blue line is meh, but shit. Grice looked unreal in his first start of the year. Laner looked unreal today. They could be these, but the best they're going to score two in the yeah. league. Laner yeah, guys. I don't think they make the playoffs either you know, way. I think they, it's just too tough in that division. The one year. thing that they've been lacking over the last, like I mean, obviously they lost to bars, but the one thing they have been lacking over the last few years is a competent head coach. Yeah, and Barry Trotz is very much that. So yeah, yeah. he could still give Matt Martin a little too much ice time for my liking. Oh my god, who am I to say? Martin had a today. snipe today. Yeah, snipe, snipe. I mean, the he had five seconds all alone in the slot Look, to pump it. But. The fans love that him. line. Man, just that goal after that place blew up. I couldn't believe it. It's like what? Like, yeah. what? Yeah, no, I love having a back. Get on him, man. It's great. That yeah. line just plays so much better when they're Windsor? all together. Windsor alert. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, so many Windsor alerts. He went to Catholic yeah. Central, dude. He's from the heart of Windsor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's from the core, bro. Worked out in the, like the only player ever. Like from 10, Windsor to Sweden. No or Calgary. Uh, mine great is club. Elias Lindholm. He is 35% owned on Yahoo. Not uh, just 13% owned on ESPN. He has center right wing eligibility in both formats. I'm going back to Lindholm here. Beebs, I know you want to talk about him as well. Uh, I talked about him a little bit during the preseason because, first of all, first and foremost, he was a candidate uh, to play on the Flames' top line with Joe Monahan. And through the first week of the season, he's thrived in that spot, scoring two goals, one assist in his first two games. Uh, he is a former number five overall pick. He struggled a bit to find his offensive game during his time in Carolina. But like I mentioned in the, I think it was the right wing episode uh, during the preseason. <laughs> That is thanks 
because to you know he only played middle six role in Carolina and he had a brutal 6.6 career on ice shooting percentage. We talked a little bit, D. I remember you saying specifically that it had most to do with the guys that he was playing with, yeah. which makes sense. And if you go now play with Control Monahan, you should have much more success. Um, but obviously those rates should not continue with those two guys. A lot of people thought that James Neal signed there. He might be a guy to fill that spot. Uh, but so far, it's been Lindholm. And I think that the main reason is because he's great on the face-off dot. Sean Monaghan underwent wrist surgery this offseason. And the Flames have made it known that they want to limit the amount of face-offs that Monaghan takes. Is that a thing? Yeah. yeah. To, to, Insider knowledge from Brock. To try to keep that wrist at 100%. You know, you don't, so what, he's just like starting on the dot on the wing and then moving to the middle right after the yeah. job? Yeah. Just so, takes the draw and then slide and, and, not, and Monaghan is still taking draws. Yeah. They've taken about the same. I think Monaghan's taken 25 draws to Lindholm's 22 or Are they opposite right? hands, do you know? Yes. Okay. Makes and sense. so Lindholm's a guy who's also been good on the draw. So far, he's won 65% of, the, of his draws this year. Ridiculous. And... Yannick Perot numbers. Yeah, gonna and keep it up. His career is like fifty three percent, which is still solid, not sixty five percent. But Neil, no one's sixty. Neil, during his career, has won sixty six faceoffs. Okay. So Neil's not going to be moving to that line to help Monahan take. He's never had to take faceoffs. It really shouldn't be an attribute that a winger should have, right? No, like it's Lane not. Holmes is kind but of there are a lot of guys that, that do do it. But it's just a it's just a reason no. why Lindholm won't be bumped off yeah. of that top line, especially sure. while he's thriving. Now, he's gone from a guy who's playing 17 minutes a night in, in Carolina to a guy who's playing 21 minutes a night in Calgary, which is lights out winger nice. and center combo, top power play u- unit as well. There's just a lot to like here. He's getting shots, seven shots through two games. I like that pace. Um, just I, uh, Yeah, you, you touched it all. And home is, uh, it's just ridiculous that he's 35% owned. How does that work? It's going to climb very quickly. Yeah. It's going to climb, climb very rapidly. The, but know, I, think, I think he went underrated in that trade, too. Like it oh, kind of got sure. shaped as Dougie Hamilton. He's better than Michael Furlan. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's oh. A, he, even the trade out. Furlan's yeah. been bumping first line minutes, too. Yeah. So. yeah. But no, I think it really got shaped as like Hamilton for Hannafin, and mm-hmm. kind of Lindholm got swept under the rug. No, I um, like, I like, I've always liked Lindholm. I thought he was back to back. Fifth overall pick, right? Yeah. I mean, Him and Hannafin both were. Untapped crazy. offensive potential, and maybe he finds it there playing with these guys. They're both fifth. Going back to you, Beeps, number two for you. Uh, number two for me is um, story time here with Mike. Um, so I was in Las Vegas a couple weeks ago, and someone came up to me, and they said, hey, do you know what hockey is? And I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I kind of know what hockey is. Just a little bit. I'm like, why? Why do you ask? Do I look like I play hockey? They said, no. Uh, you fishing for that? Yeah, I'm like, come on, like, like just praying it's that. Like, no, you look a lot like Andrej Palat on the Tampa Bay Lightning. So, Andre, why do you say Andrej? I don't know. There's that J hanging out. <laughs> it's just Andre Palat. Regardless, um, I look like him, apparently. Um, totally took it. I was like, hell yeah. You're both blonde. Blonde, so. blue eyes, um, dreamy. Aryan. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, just running, running it. Uh, but for me... Um, all looks aside, Palat just seems like a pretty obvious uh, pickup after it was announced very recently that he's playing alongside two players who are kind of decent, Steven Samkos and Nikita Kucherov. I don't know if you guys have heard of them. Kind of fantasy. Yeah, he just got moved to that top line Not today. Bad. Yeah. So I don't know how JT Miller goes from top line with Steven Samkos and Kucherov to fourth line center in one game, but it happened. Poor guy. <laughs> Apparently he just shat the bed so bad during that game that they decided to put Palat up. Makes zero sense, really. Like, he played... All like basically when he went to Tampa, he played all of his yeah. minutes with Stamkos and Kucherov. Uh, a shocker to be. I mean, maybe they're just taking advantage of the fact that he can play all three positions, but I don't yeah. know. Yeah, who knows? I don't. 
Maybe they know. want him to take face-offs from the wing. But for now, it makes Platt have extreme value playing with those two. He's not getting first-line power play minutes, which is fine. Um, but just playing alongside those guys, it should get enough five-on-five five production to at least warrant bottom of your lineup or if one of those guys got injured, plug him in until one of those injuries comes back because he might not be on the, this line that long. But while he is, it's like the Connor McDavid. It's like literally no better place to play. Yeah, just take anyone there. He has proven that he can be a fantasy asset. Had 63 mm-hmm. points in a year, 59 the year before that. Yep. These were all a couple years ago, but he's not. He's been moved around the lineup pretty much third line last year, I believe. Um, put up 35 points in 56 games, which is still basically on pace for 50 yeah. for a full year. And he had some pretty high shoot percentage yeah. and on-ice shoot percentage uh, in his one breakout season there. Um, but I think he definitely has enough or skill to you know produce to with Stamkos like and Kucherov. Hey, I'll, I'll yeah. give him a peek. For sure. Do Absolutely. you think that like 14% owned? So. Do you think yeah. that the Lightning just moved JT Miller to the fourth line because they felt bad for the Rangers because, because they gave him Domestikov and they scratched Domestikov? They're like, oh man, we can't. Hey, man, it's not that bad. It's we only, can't. It's only like a third look. line winger. Yeah. Why are you scratching Domestikov for Cody McLeod? Fucking McLeod. <laughs> hey, you need that toughness and that grit. He scrapped that night. He had a really good training camp, and they wanted to reward him. So, obviously, you scratched Vladimir. Vladimir. Vladislav? Vladislav? Yeah. You almost got there with the Vlad. Between your Vladimir and his Andrade, we're we're on fire. I don't know. He's signing into a two-year, $8 million contract extension, and then you scratch him for the second game. Yeah. Played him on the fourth line. In a for the score first where game. you want to score goals. Yeah. yeah for Cody McLeod. Yeah. Cody McLeod has 71 goals in 739 games. So Another thing is, how does he still have a job? I don't get that. Derek McKenzie, like, I don't get how these guys keep jobs for Former 10, 15 years and they never put up more than 20 points in a in, season. In my, uh, like, at least. At least McLeod has like some type of value. I know. Yeah, you don't fight. D-Mac, though, you're like... Derek McKenzie's like 36 years old. He's played like 15 NHL years, and his career high points is like 22. I was at Columbus once, though, and uh, for a a practice before a game, and Derek McKenzie stayed on the ice after, and I remember seeing that. I was like, this dude tries hard. Yeah, tries hard. That's why he's in the league, though, I guess. Try hard. Yeah. Freaking try hard. Staying in the league. Who's your next pickup? Nick Schmaltz. (laughs) Try hard. 25% owned in Yahoo!, uh, Schmaltz went under the radar this preseason despite putting up 21 goals and 31 assists as a 21-year-old a year ago. Uh, I think a 17.8 shooting percentage scared some people off of him, but he seems to have taken a step forward in his development this year, uh, and he's been heavily utilized early on. He's averaging 20 minutes and 32 seconds a night right now. Ridiculous. Uh, skating alongside the one and only Patty Kane. Those, those numbers are slightly inflated, I think, by the fact they've been in overtime the times. overtime game last night literally lasted 20 extra seconds. That's so. true. Yeah, so he did. They have been overtime in each of their games. So yeah. They did not touch ice. So though. maybe slightly. Slightly. Um, but even still, like him seeing 18, 19 minutes a night, uh, most of that time coming playing with Kane. Again, all or most of his value comes play- from playing with Kane. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've talked about it before earlier on, uh, right wing positional preview episode. Kane put up six, 76 points last year. Despite a relatively low 8.1 on ice shoot percentage, uh, it was his worst or second worst of his career. Um, so I, I'm expecting a big. Uh, I mean, I don't want to call it a bounce back because he had 76 points last year, but just a big season from Kane in general. And Schmaltz should continue to be one of the biggest benefactors. Uh, I think there's always risk associated with guys whose values are tied so closely to their line mates. We talk about that a lot. But Schmaltz played over 950 minutes with Kane last season. Uh, so almost a thousand minutes. So there's no reason to think they won't spend the majority of the year together uh, this season as well. He's on the top power play unit, and like I alluded to earlier, still just 22 years old. There's just a lot to like here. 
He should ride Kane's coattails to his first 60-point season. He's got center and left-wing eligibility in Yahoo. He's definitely worth a pickup. Like I said, owned in just 25% of leagues right now. Uh, and like all the guys we've been talking about, you can definitely expect that number to climb over the first few weeks of the season because there's really no reason to expect Schmaltz to slow down anytime soon. Yeah, when I when you told me you were going to talk about Schmaltz, I went and looked at his numbers a little bit more, and I expected his numbers away from Patrick Kane to be so much worse than they were. Yeah. They're nearly identical yeah, yeah. to when he doesn't play with Patty. He's Kane a center. He does. Yeah, he's he, the center. He literally is... He drives play. But, he, yeah, he's just good in his own right. Like, it doesn't matter who he's Stratus playing with. And then when he Former first-round pick, too. Yeah. And Patty Kane's, playing, Patty Kane's yeah. playing with Schmaltz at this point. I know. <laughs> but no, and, but, Be- and Patterson's better than Gretzky. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, Schmaltz is by far the best thing Kane has to play with right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, we don't, don't want like to see him playing, play with Anisimov. Yeah, and they're never going to play Kane with Taves, uh, at least, you know, over a long stretch of time. No. So Taves uh, looks real Taves with yeah. Patty. Like I said, 950 minutes together. That's in all situations, but that is a ton of ice time. Yeah. It was like seven, but still, yeah. in all situations, I'm hanging out with someone for 950. 750 yeah, at 5-5. So, just... I think obviously like he's gonna be tied to the hip of Patrick Kane for the full season, and like we said, he's got you know some things going for him in his own game, his own skill set. Yeah, he's as only getting well. Um, maybe no one expecting to build on those twenty goals too much. Like I said, shot seventy percent last year. That should come down, uh, but as he develops more, his game just keeps getting better. And like I said, his role keeps growing. You know, he, his shot total should grow and offset some of that dip so in shooting percentage because he does have a good shot if you watch him play. So there's no reason to think he can't shoot slightly above average anyway. Uh, so yeah, I just think like a 25-35 season is kind of due for this guy this year. Uh, and especially in keeper leagues because he's probably going to be pretty good for years to come. I think he has center left wing too, right? Yeah, yeah. that's what I said. Yeah, that's center and left game. wing. Left wing, very thin position. Uh, and always love having the versatility to swap him over to center if you need to in a moment's notice. He's got a heavy left wing. Nick Schmaltz, 25% out. I am sticking with the Chicago Blackhawks in this situation. Talking about a guy that I've played every single day at DraftKings. Henry Yokiharu. Uh, Yoku Haru has been a go-to defenseman, obviously, uh, for probably a, quite a number of people in DraftKings because he's been so damn cheap and so damn good. It's almost like they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> but uh, the, the 2017 first-round pick has averaged nearly 20 minutes per night uh, on the Blackhawks' top pair with Duncan Keith. And here we go. Leads all NHL defensemen in assists so far. <laughs> with Such a stat. Five. 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 Second to only Morgan Riley in the NHL for defenseman points. Uh, the 19-year-old is a mobile oh. offensive defenseman who isn't seeing any power play time right now, but that could change down the line. Uh, take over somebody like Eric Gustafson, maybe even a Brent Shitbrook. Um, so was that Shitbrook? Seabrook, sorry. Sorry, yeah. Uh, he had 71 points, 12 goals, 59 assists in or sorry, 63 games with the Portland Winterhawks of the WHL last year. Uh, I think he's an interesting pickup, obviously, right now in deep release. Western America. He's only 1, <laughs> 1.4% owned in Yahoo, 19%, 19% owned in Yahoo, 1.4% owned in ESPN. I'm having a fucking hell of a time right now. <laughs> but I like him in Dynasty Leagues, <laughs> Keeper Leagues. I'm sorry, I just I can't even speak English. I think I'm having a stroke. But <laughs> I you say that like once every three episodes. Yeah. Like Rasmus Dalin and Miro Heiskanen, Yoku we're not gonna know. And yeah. He's just gonna be sitting. There. Blood pressure just through the roof. <laughs> is, Brock, is Brock giving it some? Uh... Yoki Haru <laughs> <laughs> is a strong offensive defenseman who appears locked into a top four role on his team this season. Uh, Heiskanen quickly is also worth yeah. a look. 
39% owned in Yahoo leagues right now. He's looked excellent through his first two games, averaging over 20 minutes a night as well. Uh, doesn't have a point to show for it yet, but... He's, he's played well. He's looked very strong. But Yokoharu, I mean, he played with Duncan Keith. It's a good spot to be. He could see off, you know, he could see power time eventually. It's yeah. not a for sure thing. Yeah. But they tried everyone there last year. Yes, exactly. Jordan, Jordan Osterley, Osterley, Eric Gustafson, everybody. Yeah, literally anyone who played defenseman and wore a Chicago Blackhawks sweater last year got a crack in the top power play unit. Just needs his chance. Yeah. Sorry, my joke's over. You're right. You're uh, yeah, you. I was worried you were looking a little droopy for a bit there, but you're Dude, okay. Was, I, I, didn't, I didn't pronounce like one word right for four minutes. I didn't even listen. So I don't yeah. even. <laughs> Thanks, man. Maybe you're no both have. If you guys both stroke on me at the same time, I don't know how to handle that. Maybe something else. But uh, Beebs, you ready for some Twitter questions? Hell yeah! It's been so long. I haven't been able to spread my wings and fly in a little bit. Um, but it's time for Twitter questions. Uh, let's remind you guys if you ever want to reach out, feel free to contact us at DFO Podcast on Twitter or at 3D Berthume. Yep. Or at Brock underscore Segan. Or finally, me at Beebs Bondi. No underscore? Or is there an underscore? There is an underscore. Yeah. What do I know? Pay attention. Walk in the park for you. I didn't but, make uh, Anyways, <laughs> feel free to follow us, ask us questions anytime, famous questions. We'll try to get back to you within at least a, a day or two. You can uh, always reach out to at Daily Face Off, yeah, too. That's the one I look too. at the most yeah. and answer the most. So. Yeah, but follow the podcast. Some fun gifts and stuff on there. Anyways, um, first question, and uh, we always throw this out on Tuesdays. Ask people to ask some questions. So, first question comes from at Mickelson's, and they ask, "Is it time to sell high on these boy Morgan Riley?" I think it's Mikkel's sons too. For the it's Mickelson. We know we know someone who yeah. has the last name Mickelson and it's friendly. Friend, yeah. really? Yeah. yeah. So we're calling it that. Yeah. yeah. From what country? Is I don't know. Like, well, they're Canadian. But I was I don't at know. their co- their college. That looks like, like uh, they yeah. had stuff everywhere. I don't know. They're probably like, like Scandinavian, yeah. Ukrainian, yeah. maybe yeah. something. like Anyway, um, Riley, I, I just think it like if someone's willing to pay a price, like he's the best offensive defenseman in the league right now, then yeah, you take a deal like that. Uh, but if he's on that top power play unit that features Austin Matthews, John Tavares, Mitch Marner, and even Nazem Kadri, we can give Kadri a shout out. There's like hey, he's outplayed Gardner entirely so far this season. There's no reason to expect him to drop off that top unit anytime soon. It's looked amazing uh, as it should with all that talent on it. So I just think he's going to be one of the bigger benefactors of the addition of Tavares just from that in general. Uh, he's clearly kind of usurped that role from Gardner as the top power play defenseman in Toronto. Uh, so I, I just think 60 points is kind of free for him. Again, like he's shooting 18%. He's not shooting the puck a lot. So don't expect him to keep scoring at an, a, a prolific rate. Well, he had 50 assists on that power play. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So he like the, the assists are going to be there, but you probably shouldn't expect much more than 10 goals. That being said, two goals in three games is a nice head start for him. Um, but yeah, it just depends, obviously, what you're getting for him. If you can sell him to a Leafs fan that's going to trade him, like, trade for him like he's Eric Carlson or Brent Burns, then... Oh my god, you're reading off my page for sure. Come on. Anyway. Come on. Yeah, no, I, I just think, obviously, it depends. But at the same time, I think he's going to be hella productive this year. That's yeah, hilarious. he definitely was slept on. We'll give him that. There's no way you put hella in your write-up. No, no hellas. But, <laughs> I don't really have much to say because you did read off just my sheet, I think. But, <laughs> no strokes this time. I'm always a fan of selling high. I mean, if you can sell high at any point, why wouldn't you yeah. do it? That's the right. whole point. Yeah. And if you can target a, a guy who's off to a slow start, I mean, that Sharks number one power play that we thought was going to be so unbelievable guys doesn't have a goal yet. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, fire over a Morgan Riley for Eric Carlson and a Morgan Riley for Brent Burns trade just to see what happens. Because if you can trade him for a bona fide number one right now, which he could be borderline number one, and that power play yeah. is that good. But... There's going to be guys that are going to have Way better years than it. Yeah. yeah. And 
He's just not going to score that many goals. But I don't exactly, think. Exactly. He shot 3% basically every year his whole career. But he, he could just do the same thing he did last year, which a lot of people weren't expecting to happen. And now it very well could. What was it, like nine goals and 40-something assists or something? Six goals. There's only six goals and 46 Four, assists. It's yeah. a great year, though. 50 yeah. points. So he's never scored 10 goals. Yeah. So like I, you can't really be expecting a 15-20 goal a year from this guy. Especially with even But at the same time, goal. like... Like eight, nine, ten, and fifty is like super doable the, the, if he stays on that. The danger with selling high is you, you you could try to sell high, but you also don't want to sell low either. Like this is a guy that's yeah. gonna be really good. Yeah, I would be just just offering him straight up for like some of those top guys, just the top of the top. Yeah, and if it doesn't happen, then whatever. For Bill Klingberg, I would do it. Yes. You do it. Yeah, I would do it. Yeah. All right. Let me ask Klingberg because he doesn't score that many goals, but he obviously yeah. racks up the assists. Next question yeah. comes from. It's a, good, it's a good comparison. I I, I have Klingberg slightly. Right. Ahead. I think if best case for Riley, everything goes well. He stays on that top unit. Uh, the Leafs keep playing like they are, where they don't really give a shit about defense and just yeah. unload up front. I, I think seven six. I think game. like best case for him is he ends up near Klingberg. So I'm with you that I would do the trade because obviously you expect Klingberg. It'd be interesting yeah. even like comparing him to a guy like Zach Wawenski who shoots the puck a ton and yeah. should score double digit goals but he might only finish the year with 35 assists because yeah. that top power play is nowhere yeah. so it just it, comes down to what you need or if goals are really valued that much more in your league than assists yeah. sometimes they're not depends yeah. on the league yeah it's one of those weird one for ones or um, they just don't they have power play points instead of power play goals right so then you're really just looking at game winners which are kind of a toss up anyway yeah. so <laughs> should have shorties um, right but at, next one comes True. from yeah. at marine mom 34 she asks Ehlers also thank your son for his service yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Marine mom <laughs> was going to say it. I was like, yeah, I don't know. I'm not saying it, though. But uh, Ehlers, 10 minutes and 30 seconds worth time on ice, question mark. He goes, Or your daughter. I'm yeah. sorry that I assumed it was yeah. a son. Yeah. I just realized that. But they ask. Um, they say, I know they're loaded, <laughs> but pro over Ehlers, question mark? Um, he did see more ice time in his second game. She asked this question, obviously, yeah. today, but only looked at the first game. So you're okay, Marine. Well, but he did. He only still only played 14 minutes in the second game. Um, there should be some concern, I think, uh, just strictly because I think you you know you, you had to draft the Oilers pretty early. Yeah, that's a big one. Uh, but I think that this third line does have the chance to be really good. We did talk about this, Roslovich and uh, Veselinen. I mean, they're both very unproven, mm-hmm. but there is potential here, and I think. It is still only a matter of time before he replaces Matt Perot on that second line. Matt Perot always seems to get favored over any of these younger guys in, in Winnipeg. Well, he's just, though, right? yeah, he's and his lost. underlying numbers are just always F- so F- strong. Phenomenal. Like, yeah. He just seems to drive offense, and if he's not actually driving it, then it's a crazy coincidence because whatever line he's on always does really well at even strength. So that's why he's above Ehlers right now, probably. Yeah. But is he, are they seeing that much more ice, the second line and the third line? I know a couple Ehlers minutes, but not, nothing crazy. The real problem with me is Ehlers not being on that top power play unit. I don't get why Kyle Connor's on that unit. You want to play him with Shifley and Wheeler on the top line, that's fine. But I, I just don't see the need for Connor being on that top unit over Snipe Ehlers. Like, it just seems unfortunate. I, I, I know, he's good. He's good. But I, I just <laughs> think Ehlers is so much more skilled offensively. It seems like anything, Ehlers is more just like the victim of an unfortunate situation where they want to make the second unit as strong as possible, and it makes more sense to have a you know skilled puck mover like Ehlers on that unit than loading up an extra one on the top unit. Uh, but obviously, if you're looking objectively at it, he's one of the Jets' best four forwards. Uh, so it's unfortunate that they got to this point. Yeah, and to, to add to your point, Perot actually is playing less ice time than Ehlers is. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, Little A and, just uh, and Line A are, are still seeing more minutes. I, I do. I just think, like, I'm not panicking. 
Like, if I'm a dealer's owner, I'm not panicking. I'm not dropping him or anything. I'm not trying to... Oh, because he's amazing. Yeah, none of those things. I'm, I'm not thinking of it. I, you know, it's two games. Yeah, the Jets are just really just good. Just wait it out. Yeah. It might. Yeah. And anything else, Dad? No, that's it. All right. One and more our, question. Our final think. question comes from at Tristan underscore VNCVR. Vancouver, for the record. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I'm not even going to try to break up that acronym. But no, yeah, had, no, I think he had a Canucks uh, logo in his... Old school Canucks or uh, like uh, old new school V? No, uh, new school. Yeah. Okay, good clarification. My the bad. whale. No, um, so he has a little two-parter here. First, he asks, it's been a week, but is it time to drop Kevin Fiala? And then number two, is Scott Darling worth a stash? Uh, I'm not drop, dropping Fiala yet. He actually was moved back to the second line today, uh, so, so yeah. he'll, he'll be fine. Dropped him to the four. Which he, it made no sense. Yeah, but Yeah, I mean, Cali Yarnkrog is not good. And if you look at Turris and Smith's numbers last year... Without Fiala, they're terrible. Yeah, so Fiala, to me, is as big of a part of that second line as any of those For guys. Sure. Tourist probably Smith, the best player on the line. Probably. Turris and Smith, both competent players in their own right. I think Fiala's for sure got the most potential. Uh, and the Predators know that. They're not going to bury yeah, him on no, the floor. He's not going to be there all year. And you know what? He... he or sorry. Turris and Smith, actually, they've looked good through a couple games as well. Yeah. Uh, by themselves. I mean, Fiala was there for game yeah, one. Yeah, I was speaking to him. last year's number. Yes. Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But like they've looked good. Smith's off to a nice start. Fiala, I think, is so talented. I'm not worried about it. Like, you can't overreact with these guys that you, you invested, you know, in decent, I know. You especially know. when it's like a bizarre coaching decision, like playing like Fiala. And, and, and it was one game. It's not something you should expect to stick. You know, we talked about yeah, Pilat earlier. Pilat could be back. Pilat could be on the fourth line. Yeah. And JT Miller could be on the first yeah. line. I get the question because it's not as black and white as the guy who shot like 15 times and hasn't scored yes. a goal yet. Um, but yeah, no, like, he's. Yeah, like, like this, the coaching decisions played a bigger part of it as anything. For sure. Yeah. And, and then, then what was the second part? Is Scott Darling worth a staff? Hell no. He's worth a beard. I don't know. Well, I guess I, I it depends. Honestly, I, I would stash Darling right now. Um, not, I'm, I'm obviously not. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm obviously not as high as I'm this time right now, Give this year as I was last down. year. Um, but the Hurricanes are going to be good. They're going to yeah. outplay teams every night. They should score more than they did last year. And... He has a chance to be their clear-cut number one. The Wicker Rascals looked... It's only been two starts, I know. but he was dog shit last year in Detroit, too. He yeah, but Darlene was be, so bad, too. Like I, sure. I just don't get the idea that Darlene is this much better than Morazic at this point. They no, both no. show to be better goalies than what they've done recently, but they've both just been absolutely terrible no, as a player. And, but, um, and I think McElhinney throws a bit of a wrench there. Like If he continues to play well... I've got to wave him as soon as Darlene's back. I don't know, what, man. Are you going to get rid of Mrazic? I don't know. Not it's, a, it's a weird spot, dude. There's not a change. Murat, McElhinney's getting okay, paid. But he's listen, back in Toronto Just look weeks. at this. You haven't had a good goalie in God knows how long since Cam Ward was half decent. You bring in a guy who, for whatever reason, not that I'm saying McElhinney is anything special, but for whatever reason, he puts up a 920 save percentage last year. He comes in and outperforms both of the guys you have on the roster who hey, can't even hold a 900 save percentage. I'm saying theoretically. Okay. So I just think if McElhaney continues to play well, it's a tough call to just say you wave him automatically because he's Curtis McElhaney. Because at the end of the day, they're in a situation where you need to ride the hot hand. And if the hot hand is Curtis McElhaney, you know, I, I just they don't... they run three goalies? Because they could. Yeah, I think that, uh, they could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. The Especially when your goalies are that bad. Right? But I don't know. I guess what I'm saying is before last year, McElhaney was a guy who had a 905 save percentage. Yeah, yeah. I, but you need an open roster spot to just freely stash a guy like Scott Darling, which is why I said hell no, because otherwise you have to drop well, a guy like, not, to, it, to put him on your IR and then you get the open roster spot back. So then what? You got to sure put somebody's in a somebody's got a fifth defensive they can drop and then you just pick another maybe, defensive back. Maybe, up. maybe. So I just think I, I just don't think it's really my worth belief, it. In the end. My belief, I also agree. Yeah, I just don't see the upside. It depends if Tristan Vancouver has terrible goal centers because 
I just, I guess mine is just such a belief in, in Carolina mm-hmm. and not Darling. That's fine. But he, looking at it right now, he could very well, like last year was Tim. And he might not be very good. But right now. He's had like 20 good games. Right now, if I'm looking at it, if I'm looking at it, yeah. I'm saying he's your best goalie. On their team. See, I, I don't get I, I I think that's a fair point, but I, I me personally looking at the numbers, I don't see how you would say that any more than Mrazic, other than Mrazic's played like dog poop the first few games. Whereas Darling just hasn't got a I chance watched a lot of Mrazic and he is just not He, he was also awesome for like two years. One year, like half the, a year. More than Darling though, is what yes. I'm saying. No, for sure. Here's I guess the thing. It depends what other goalies are available. And yeah. Tristan, feel free to reach out to us and let us know who else is available. Because yeah, I'm. Taking, but I think the only way to I'm play this. I'm taking Reimer before him, right. obviously. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and uh, Jack Soros Campbell. and other guys like that. Yeah, Jack yeah. Campbell for sure. But I, I just think the only way to really play this, like, unless you have like just. I wrote two, down that you pick him up and you don't play him for two weeks. That's what I mean, though. But he's even worth holding the roster spot once he comes back. You know what I mean, like. Otherwise, I think you have to, like, the, like I was going to say, the only way to play him is to keep him on his IR even after he's healthy, but then that limits you to not be able to make any roster yeah. transactions until you decide to make a decision on him. So I just think it really ties your hand. At the end of the day, the little upside that might be there isn't worth it with Scott Dyer. And it's, it, it's all... But if you're really, really desperate, I can for see it. Exactly. It's all directly tied to who he's yeah. got on But the generally speaking, if, I would not recommend if you've got If you've got absolutely nobody, if you just lost quick or you lost Luongo and then now you're stuck with somebody else, like... Yeah. One thing that is new this year, which helps this case, is that Yahoo has allowed people to pick up guys straight from IR and just place them on their IR. Oh, that's a thing? Spot. Um, at least in our league. I'm not sure if it's every league, but our standard league, I'm the commission. I'm just going to say it's every league. Yeah. But um, but yeah, if, if you can do that in your league, maybe make That takes away like yeah. a part of what I was you saying the difficulty was. Yeah. yeah. But uh, again, at the end of the day, yeah, is he that good? I think the uh, I think maybe he's worth an IR stash, but I don't think he's worth burning a roster spot. So like I said, the only way to play it would be yeah. leaving him on his IR after he becomes healthy, which again would tie you up for making any roster like You don't moves. have IR spots right now. Yeah. I know myself, we have three in our league, and I'm covered three, which is ridiculous yeah. early. Yeah. But so I, I think if you're really desperate, it, it could make sense, but I just think the upside, not that it's limited, but it's it seems pretty far-fetched for me to just recommend everyone to go out and stash them on their IR sort of thing, which I, I don't think is what you're saying either. But. No, I, yeah, it's, it's if you've got Andre Vasilevsky on your yeah. roster, or Connor Hellbuck, you know, Devin Dubnik, and even a competent goalie, you don't need to. But if you're desperate, if you just lost the one going, you know, it doesn't sound like Darling's going to be out forever. I just think that there's a chance. There's a, there's a small chance. I think I'm only on him because I I, I, I thought he was going to be last I thought he was going to be good last year, too. But I think I'm just went the opposite way, and I'm really bitter about it. Yeah? Maybe so. I just think that they're so going to be so good this year. Just, but they I think they're good, too, but their goalies are terrible. And he's one of the terrible goalies. Oh, he for sure is. But <laughs> anyways, that was all the Twitter questions. If you guys still teams. have fantasy hockey questions, do not hesitate to reach out to us on Twitter. Uh, we will get to them before next week's episode. Uh, the plan going forward is probably episodes on Monday released on Tuesday. Uh, we might do the occasional... Uh, Thursday episode released on Friday as well. Uh, we will always let you guys know on Twitter when that's happening. Uh, but mainly before next week, keep an eye out on Twitter this week. We are going to run the first DFO podcast DraftKings contest coming up this Thursday. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. Hopefully you guys can win some money. Hopefully yep. we can win some money. I'll be at the Wings Leafs game Thursday. So yep. it's a great first. I will uh, also be there. Nice. Game. So we'll, uh, yeah. It's a good I might also buy tickets now too. So we can also have a live podcast. I'm not going to lie, Brock. They're very cheap right well, now. I'll this, say that much. Yeah, the Red Wings are terrible. For what it's they should be. Let's try buying six together. 
Don't ask me about it. I am buying 60. Well, we already did buy 60. Yeah. Yeah, they were pretty cheap. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a bloodbath. It's going to be a, it's going to be a bloodbath. Yeah. But anyways, I'm Brock Seager. We got Dylan D. Berthew, Michael Beebs, Bondi. Thanks for listening. If you like us, go click the uh, five-star button on iTunes. Leave us a review. Tell us why you like us so much. Uh, But I don't have anything else to add to that. So enjoy the Blue Stones. We will see you guys back here next week. I pay good money to see a good spanking. Peace. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. 
For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.